If you listen to the show for any amount of time, you know that I do have a merch store or two, and I don't generally push my merch because I don't feel comfortable hitting you guys up for money. But if you're listening to me on anything resembling a regular basis, you probably laugh at the same things I do. You probably think a lot of the same things I do. So why don't you go check out HorribleDesigns.com. They have assorted merchandise with funny comments on it, funny t-shirts, funny mouse pads, funny coffee cups, and then some stuff that maybe not necessarily so funny, but is definitely relevant, whether it's a social opinion, an economic opinion, a stance on you know things like veganism or whether or not you need essential oils in your life. So yeah, anyway, that's my little plug. I have some of their shirts. They're comfortable. They're cool. I like them. HorribleDesigns.com. Go check it out. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about, and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings, they're not under consideration. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Had to Say It. We're going to start out with the Patreon shoutouts, or the supporter shoutouts, I keep forgetting. It's not just Patreon, but we got Josh, Jake, B-Word, and the Iceman on Patreon, and Jason and Miss Aaron through Buy Me a Coffee. Thank you guys for your continued support, it means very much to me. And speaking of support, it's going to be a nice little segue into the main topic of this episode. We are going to talk about something that happened uh, just as the weekend was kicking off, uh, basically started on Friday. Uh, There was a massive bank collapse. The, um, let's see, Silicon Valley Bank uh, folded. It was assets were seized by the FDIC, federal, uh, and the, um, the thing about it is, this there's a lot of bullshit that ties into this. It's a sign of a problem to come. Um, but part of the problem is, initially there was uh, some talk of they were gonna after the bank was seized, they were going to put forward to see if anybody wanted to buy it and buy the assets. But uh, essentially, what happened is the uh, the bank was not FDIC insured, which is the first issue I have with this matter. And furthermore, it was a high-risk bank because people who were putting their money in this bank were putting it there under the idea they knew it wasn't FDIC insured. It's not like it was a secret. Plus, FDIC insurance is for smaller amounts. It's amounts under $250,000. So these were like not small accounts. These were their primary customer base was like green initiative, energy companies, startups, things like that. And as it usually happens when banks start failing, the executive administrators of this bank all recently paid themselves bonuses and a bunch of other shit. 
And basically the banks became insolvent because a bunch of people wanted their money back and the banks had used that money to leverage like bonds, purchases and things like that where they were actually operating at a loss. So they had to sell off all these bonds instead of like waiting for any kind of long-term investment to cover the overhead to repay the debt they have by having their account holders that want their money back. And they took a loss to the point where the place, they collapsed, more or less. That's the Cliff Notes version as I understand it. So this uninsured bank, um, basically there was a run on the bank for the, to put it into more layman's terms. And it had to do with a lot of various things, but, and so this bank by all rights should be completely collapsed. It should be shut down. And frankly, anybody who was doing business with these guys, knowing they were uninsured, that's should be a case of tough shit. That's the risk you take when you operate with these people. Now, the federal government in the continuing ongoing saga of just making the situation fucking worse, it gets really hard to question whether or not this may actually be deliberate because it's like they're actively trying to drive a financial collapse in this country. They said, okay, you know what? We're going to cover their deposits and we're going to pay off. We're going to all the people that have money here are going to be able to get their money because the federal government's going to pay it, and it's not going to cost the taxpayers anything. Now, regardless of how they try and spin this, it is going to cost the taxpayers something because if they decide to just print some more money out of thin air to cover these deposits, that's going to further drive the inflation that's going on in this country. That's what caused the inflation is all this money that they're just pulling out of nowhere to just put into the circulation. It has nothing backing it. It's in, it's inflationary. It's going to make the situation work, and that's going to cost the American taxpayers money. Or something's going to go up in taxes, and it's going to go into the deficit spending, and it's going to be further funded by the, the taxpayer. Because I've said it more times than I can count, the U.S. government does nothing to create money. They do not create wealth. They take it from the population. So, and this was pretty much a foregone conclusion, especially since the powers that be benefit greatly because most of these companies that are being bailed out by having their deposits guaranteed, even though they were not insured deposits, are like heavy Democratic donators. They're, you know, giving Sleepy Joe his 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 cut pretty handily. And a lot of other people of that same ilk, uh, their politicians are bought and paid for. And this is what they buy them for is to ensure their own continued existence. So instead of suffering the consequences of doing business with a bank that doesn't actually have insurance on your on your money, uh, instead of there being consequences for poor business structure and poor management in true fashion, they want to just subsidize this and say, oh, no, well, we're going to buoy this up. And a lot of the the official talking points are saying this is to prevent a further run on the bank and further market collapse. Which and trying to stifle the ripple effect, which I, I can kind of understand that. But you want to know what would really stop this kind of shit from happening further is letting a couple of these big ass banks fail and collapse. So the other banks that are out there would stop mimicking the shitty business practices that caused the situation to happen in the first place. And. Basically, what the federal government has said is there are no consequences for shitty management. Sleepy Joe's been real chest thumpy about, oh, well, you know, the the people responsible for this are going to be held accountable and they're not going to have their jobs anymore. doesn't fucking matter. You sent a message that 
if your shit goes sideways, the government will come save you because that's exactly what they want. The, the, particularly the powers that be that are in control right now want more and more people dependent on big brother government because they don't actually, you know, have enough merit to stand on their own without people being completely dependent on them. And there are enough stupid motherfuckers that are out there that are going to think this is a good thing. Uh, but realistically, like I said, it's going to either further devalue the American dollar or it's going to be added on to the tax burden of the American population. It's it's there is no the government doesn't have money. They're trying to say, oh, well, it's going to come from the fees that they pay into the FDIC. But again, this bank was not FDIC insured. Ninety seven percent of their deposits were not covered by FDIC insurance. So they don't they did not pay into this fund. And ultimately, FDIC insurance, they say, well, it's coming from the funds that are paid in for the, their service fees and da da da. Yeah, but the feder it's federal. So all of their money still comes from taxpayer sources. It's not government money. They don't have the government doesn't have money. They don't do anything to generate or create it. They take it from the working people. So there's no real good way this is gonna not come back on the American population. So we're going to look at either further inflation or um, just, like I said, more taxes. And things aren't, that's not the only thing that's fin- financially worrisome that's going on here. And then to further illustrate the, not only the mindset, but the incompetence of our elected officials during um, a conference over the weekend that was about the Silicon Valley bank bailout, because I'm not going to call it anything other than that. That's exactly what it is. They're bailing out a bank. Um, There was some senators and representatives from the Federal Reserve, the Treasury Department, the Federal FDIC, uh, some Republicans, some Democrats, members of the House, members of uh, the Senate. And one of the senators who who uh, was a Democrat, uh, the Democratic Arizona um, Senator Mark Kelly, flat out asked the Federal Trade Reserve representatives if they had anybody um, that was in a position to censor the uh, social media to prevent any information being leaked that would lead to a bank run. Now, this guy, I mean... This just goes to show the mindset of American politicians. They are so out of touch. They are so disconnected. After the massive backlash they've been enduring in the last few weeks over the release of the Twitter files and the basic statements that the federal government's been interfering with free speech and censoring the public in order to further their own ends, especially behind all the COVID shit and how all the information that's coming to light about how much of a clusterfuck that actually was. The fact that this dipshit's first response is, well, we need to censor this information to stop there from being a run on the bank literally shows how tone deaf these fuckheads are to the American population, to the the barometer of where we sit in this country at this point. And it's it's indicative of there are so many things that need to be done if we're going to have any hope of fixing the system. And. I, I really, I, at this point, I don't, I don't see how it could necessarily work. I mean, between the massive social division that has been driven by these shitheads to keep themselves in a position of us thinking we need them, we, we really don't. They need us. We don't need them. Things will still get done without the existence of these shitheads. They are not so critical as they want to make people think they are. 
Now, granted, there are a few people who may be slightly less bad actors in this case. And that, by the way, that's how they refer to people that tell things they don't want being spread around, the bad actors. And they, that, they try to imply that that's a foreign power interfering in American policy or whatever. But no, it's they, anybody that says something they don't agree with, basically, at this point. Now, we've got people like um, Thomas Massey, who he's, for politics, I mean, generally, I would like to bring back tarring and feathering, but... For a politician, he doesn't rub me quite as wrong as a lot of other people. I mean, yeah, he's got a lot of stances I don't fucking agree with either. But he seems to genuinely want to rein some of this ridiculous government overreach in. And so he's making comments. And he told people, like, look, there's one of these senators asked if there was a program underway to censor social media and to monitor Facebook and Twitter to see if people are to, to see if the bad actors are spreading misinformation. But. The thing is, even then, you know, he's, he's he's still part of the system. I mean, yeah, he doesn't seem to, you know, be having a lot of impact. He's, and he's very vocal about not being okay with a lot of what's going on, but he can only do so much as, as like a single guy. And then there's other people who I don't really have the same opinions about. But so it's not just him, but like Lauren Boebert, who... Yeah, I agree with some of her stances. Some of her stances, not so much. She's kind of a fucking twat waffle, really. I mean, she's, I agree with her on some things. I agree with her on certain values, but let's be honest. She's, she, she says a lot of really dumb shit that makes the stuff she say that's not exactly stupid, more questionable. But at least in this case, she also, you know, tweeted out that somebody had made these comments during this, during this Zoom call which senators, House members, staff members, FDIC people, the Fed, uh, you know, Schumer was there at the Treasury. And yeah, she said the same thing on one of these people on a, on a briefing Zoom. They're talking about how we need to reach out and monitor misinformation in the bad actors. So this is, you know, it's, it's, it's not like it's just one person saying this happened. It's a couple people, well, multiple people saying this was brought up and they're trying to dissuade a run on the banks because if everybody goes to the banks and starts pulling their money out, then everything is going to collapse. Everything's already collapsing. At this point, they're trying to hold shit together with bailing wire, duct tape, and chewing gum. And I really honestly believe a, a collapse is pretty much inevitable. And the thing that really concerns me about this is the attitude behind it where, um, like, particularly coming out of the left. There's some some people on the right kind of doing similar things, but it, from what I can tell, it's mostly coming from Democrats that are expecting more and more censorship out of social media platforms. They want people, you know, keeping things, misinformation and disinformation and, and all these, you know, portfolios of different companies kept quiet because that they, and the vast majority of these motherfuckers are not like, they're not some moral bastion of greatness. They're not even academically better than anybody else. Yet they feel like they are somehow qualified to say that things like this would, you know, be under their purview. And they understand these situations better because obviously they're trying to rule over all, how all the rest of us not only live our lives, but how we are informed to make our decisions. They want to control the reins of what we are allowed to know in order to steer how we decide to live our lives. And that is a huge fucking problem, at least, you know, in my mind. And it's not just 
like I said, it's not just this. It's not just pertaining to the bank matters. It's the censorship of information proposing, you know, financial matters. They people were demanding that Elon Musk identify everybody that he gave any Twitter Twitter file access to because anything showing that government agents were expecting censorship out of the platform before he owned it. Um, you know, Schumer, Schumer is demanding that Rupert Murdoch stop airing the footage that was given to Tucker Carlson about what happened on January 6th, because it literally does not fit the narrative. There are Republican senators and, and Congress people coming out saying they have a problem with this information being released. Because basically, because it paints them in a bad light. Anybody that was on the January 6th committee all of a sudden finds himself going, well, what we showed you was what was relevant because they were cherry picking their information. And now that the footage is being released, they are trying to do damage control. They're trying to backpedal, um, you know, because they say they're trying to protect the people and all this other shit. Um, there was an act, an act introduced, uh, basically... A, 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 a bill that was put into place to basically say the government was not allowed to do this shit, which more or less already exists. And they are, uh, a lot of Democrats are saying that this bill is unacceptable and a bunch of other shit. And it's not a good thing. They're actively trying to silence anything that doesn't fit their narrative. Not that that's news. A lot of us have known they've been doing this for a long time, but they're, they're not even trying to like do it subtly anymore at this point. You know, uh, we've got we've got lots of congressional Democrats and s senators uh, demanding, you know, journalists reveal their sources. They're demanding that the news media companies stop doing things and stop showing things that doesn't fit their narrative. And like I said, they're not even trying to be subtle about it anymore. They're not even being cagey. They're just. No, you can't do this. That's you're destroying the narrative. Well, motherfucker, you're not supposed to be doing narratives. You're not supposed to be lying to the population and then being pissy about it when you get called out. That's not what you were elected for. That's not what you're supposed to do. And literally none of these assholes is better than the average person where they are in any sort of way qualified to make those decisions for the American people. They don't have a problem acting like they are. They seem to think they're better than other people. I believe that a lot of these stupid motherfuckers actually believe that shit. Mostly because admitting that they don't would completely destroy their, their power. I mean, if they admitted that they didn't know what the fuck they were doing and they were just kind of winging it, they would... Never get reelected. They will lose other perks, lose other bennies, even though they're going to have lifetime insurance. They're going to have a lifetime six-figure retirement. Not like the average motherfucker that they're screwing over to get these things. Because somewhere along the lines, we lost our focus and let them start giving themselves benefits, raises, and, and, and changing policy as it directly related to their own payment instead of uh, you know how it was supposed to be where they don't get to do this shit. Um, and somewhere along the lines, I don't know if we were all just too distracted trying to survive and trying to make ends meet, but in the last, it hasn't even been that long, last 7,500 years, maybe. Um, I mean, things like federal income tax, that was never supposed to be a permanent measure. It was not supposed to be something they were budgeting against the next 20 years worth of income tax to, to make their budgets out of. It was supposed to be a temporary measure to 
get this country back on its feet after after the depression and the, and the world war and all the other shit. And somehow they just kept finding ways to hang on to it and to extend it. And it's not a good thing. It's not a good look. And we let them get away with it for long enough that they somehow believe they're entitled to it. And we let being a politician become a career. That was the end game is to get into office and stay into office until you are too old to be worth a fuck. And you're going to hang around and you're going to sit there until you either die or you. Well, honestly, that's I think that's the end game for most of these people at this point. I don't think retirement is really big on their plans. I think it is to sit there and suckle at the teat and do whatever they can to aggrandize themselves and do it until they die or until they can no longer physically maintain it. And in some cases, I think some of them are doing it after they die. I'm still not sure that Fetterman's still around and, you know, sucking breath because this fucking guy, they, you know, supposedly he checked himself in, into, into, into a, a mental facility because he was having stress issues and depression and all this other shit. You get to see one picture of the guy every like six or seven days. And, oh, yeah, oh, look, he's looking so much better. He's sitting at a table looking at some papers. He, it tells you literally nothing. The guy couldn't not couldn't be, you know, completely non-cognizant. He could be not understanding what the hell's going on. He could be sitting there thinking he, 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 I mean, fuck, he could be coloring. We don't know. And honestly, none of that shit's proof of life. I mean, the guy had a fucking stroke. And he somehow still got elected, which just goes how, to show you how badly people did not want Dr. Oz in office. And that's fine, too. I think Dr. Oz is a douchebag, and I was not a fan of his. So I don't care that Oz didn't get elected. I don't care that they decided to put a fucking stroke patient into the office. I mean, shit, the Democrats elected a dead guy. What's the fucking difference at this point? I'm I'm really at kind of at a point where I'm just sitting back with my popcorn and waiting for the system to start fucking burning. But, but, I, but I digress. So anyway, yeah, that's enough uh, ranting and raving about this. It's it's going to be a shit show. There is economic collapse in the future. It re it really is. We uh, anybody who says we're not already in a recession will start saying we're in a recession. We're we're actually probably bordering on a depression. There's going to be uh, there's dark clouds on the horizon. There's going to be I've talked about it in past episodes. We got to do things. Got to start getting ready to protect yourselves. Getting ready to cover your asses. And, you know, tangible assets, learn skills that are things you can trade for, learn, start remembering how to barter. Um, yeah, that's, there's a lot of shit on the horizon. Now we're going to take a little break. I'm going to insert a spot for a show I think you should listen to. And when we come back, I'm going to do a brief look at a bunch of other shit that's going on in the world this week. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Tabby. And we're the Grace Taproom Podcast. Be sure to check out our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash Grace Taproom Podcast, too. There you can find our partnership with Hollowed Sense. Buy us a coffee because we definitely need it. All of our socials, listening platforms, and our merch store. And if you love our show enough, please feel free to subscribe to our Patreon. We have three amazing tiers starting from $3, $5, and $10 with a bunch of great content all over the place. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't text and drive. Don't drink and drive. Always drink responsibly. You heard her. Do it. Tap room closed.
And we're back. Thanks for listening to that, guys. This is uh, going to be something I'm getting back into doing. I used to stick a bunch of ads for shows in every episode. I'm getting back to that because, frankly, the indie podcast community has seen a lot of die off, a lot of pod fade, and the shows that are still out there that I think you should be listening to. I'm, I'm not going to endorse anything that I don't listen to personally myself in terms of who I'm going to run spots for. Uh, might be a dick move. Might might not. I. I really don't care. Um, I'm not putting my cosign on somebody just because they happen to send me a spot. I'm going to at least check out the show before I decide to stick an ad in here. Because if I tell you to go listen to something, it's because I think there is a reason why you should. Not just because somebody asked me to endorse them. Might might be a mistake I made when I was newer at this. But now that I'm a little older, a little cynical, and a little less worried about you know making sure people are happy and people like me or whatever. You know, I mean, it is what it is. If I if I play something for you, it's an endorsement. It's not just a random ass recommendation. But yeah, so a few other things have gone on in the past few days. Um, a couple of those social media TikTok people. There has been some uh, blowback in terms of they've been getting kind of called out, and I'm thinking of two particular individuals specifically. And you might not know their names, but you'd probably know them if you've seen them because they're realistically all over social media. And one of them is an individual named uh, Jeffrey Marsh. I'm going to say the name because it's not like I'm worried about getting canceled or anything. Who is a male who identifies as a female. And that part I don't really care about. If you don't feel like you're in the right body and you're an adult and you want to go do your own thing, that's fine. He's gotten into a position where he's been called out by a lot of people because he was trying to speak directly to kids and to make lots of really creepy ass pedo groomer behavior, right? You know, obviously, of course, oh no, that's not what it is. I just want to talk to them because you know, sometimes your parents won't understand. It's, I mean, like literally right out of the every single stereotypical playbook thing you could say about somebody who's trying to have an untowards influence on children, like contact me directly, I set up a Patreon so we can have conversations because I can't say it on public social media, but I have things to say to you. Genuinely creepy fuck has gotten called out for it by a lot of people because, frankly, it's fucking disgusting. Uh, the behaviors, and this is the like utterly fucking ridiculous legions of supporters. Well, I shouldn't say legions because I honestly don't believe these people are as nearly as significant as their actions make them appear but their supporters have gone out and people who have been calling him out on tiktok and other platforms getting doxxed getting social media releases of their names their addresses their schedules contact information one lady in uh, the uk who realistically did nothing wrong i've seen the video it wasn't like she was saying anything that isn't factually accurate calling him out on his bullshit and his groomer creepy behavior had someone emailed her schedules with her children's schools, addresses, names, and schedules for when they were dropped off, picked up, et cetera. Like, and basically, you know, threatening people for coming out and saying what you're doing is creepy and inappropriate. You fuck. Now, one of the reasons I don't concern myself with those things is because, because anybody that's going to show up looking to cause trouble with me because I said this creepy fuck is a creepy fuck. They're not they're not going to like how it ends. It's not going to play out how they think it is. They're not going to be able to, you know, ruin my life. They might wind up ruining their own lives, depending on how serious they want to take things. I can promise anybody that is going to try and do something in the real world is not going to like the results. It's not going to play out how it works in their fucking head. 
And it's not like I have some huge platform. I got you guys, and that's about it. And hopefully every day somebody new listens. But if not, so be it. And some people really, they take issue with something because they want to take sound bites or only listen to part of what I said. I don't have a problem with adults who want to do whatever it takes to live their best life. I don't have a problem with people loving who they love and doing what they want to do as long as you're not messing around with kids. That's where this asshole completely lost any semblance of possibility of support is when you want to start talking to children about your particular issues and try and convince them that whatever's going on with you might be going on with them. It's not your place. It's not. Children need to be kids. They need to grow and develop at appropriate paces, not be put out upon by these predatory motherfuckers. Now, on the other side of that, there's a uh, another TikTok celebrity of this a similar ilk. And I say similar ilk because these two fuckheads have actually done videos together. Uh, and this one is an individual named Dylan Mulvaney who rose to fame as a TikTok influencer by doing a series known as Day of Girlhood. And this is a male-to-female transitioned individual who recently was releasing an like I said done a whole bunch of videos with this creepy pedophile fuck I don't know what's going on with uh, Dylan directly but had a whole article talking about how just shitty their social life is as a transgendered individual despite having multiple surgeries to look more and more like a biologically female person and says, you know, it's, I'm surprised I shouldn't be single. Look at me. I don't look like I should be single. I look like I should be in a relationship. But first off, the biggest thing about my problem with Dylan is complete fucking egomaniac. I mean, narcissistic as fuck, which is doubled down because when you, this is somebody who went to People Magazine and was like, I'm getting a little impatient because I'm not, you know, look how good I look and nobody's sliding in my DMs. Well, maybe you arrogant fuck, your personality is garbage. Maybe the fact that you decided to medically transition being your entire personality because that's how you got a following and that's how you rose to fame is by trying to document your journey and going completely off the fucking rails. It's not a matter of necessarily acceptance because of physical stuff. I mean, I'm sure that's part of it because, you know, some people just aren't into that. And that's their right. You have no right to force them to say, you have to accept me because of this. You have to treat me a certain way because this is how I identify. That's that's a you thing. But having seen a lot of your videos and things that come rolling around and uh, yeah, you're an arrogant fuckbag. You are completely unrealistic about a lot of things. You know, you got brought to the White House to talk about trans issues with Sleepy Joe, who is completely going off the rails with talking about the federal government may force pass legislation to force states to tra- medically transition children, which is an insanely bad idea for a variety of reasons. And no one with any real sense can say, yes, let's perform irreversible procedures on children because. Children, if you're not mentally sound to drink or use nicotine or make decisions or vote or 
you know, rent a car or if you're basically, if you're not of the facilities and the mental maturity to do that. And some of these states, I think it's Delaware. So they want to eliminate the death penalty for anyone under 25, because before you're 25, your mind is still developing and you can't necessarily process the, the consequences of your fucking actions. But it's perfectly okay for a prepubescent child to decide they are in the wrong gender and want to medically transition in an irreversible sterilizing procedure. Yeah, that's when you're supporting that kind of shit and you're coming out for that, you lost me. I mean, I'm sorry. If you're an adult and you want to do whatever you have to do to feel like you're in the right frame and you're in the right place, more power to you. It's. I will never fault an adult who needs to do what they need to do to feel like they're living their best quality life. But again, keep your hands off the fucking kids. Kids don't know what they want. Kids are not of the facilities to make lifelong decisions. Children do not possess the mental wherewithal and the concept of consequences to the degree and the ability to rationally think through things to their ultimate result in order to make well-informed, educated decisions. Fuck, kids want to be a fire truck sometimes. You know, not a fireman, a fire truck. It's They should not be making permanent life-altering decisions. You're loving your new life in what has been around a year, I think, of girlhood where including things like saying, oh, well, I've my day whatever of girlhood, I have started to experience my first period. No, you haven't. That's that's biologically impossible if you were not born with a uterus ovaries and fallopian tubes and all the stuff that is tied into having a period, which is the shedding of the uterine lining. If you don't have a uterus, you cannot shed your uterine lining. It's an unpopular statement these days, but it's biologically factual. And the fact that you are talking to a formerly respected national media publication. Now, people don't get things right all the time either. Like, look at their 1938 person of the year. Um, but they, yeah, the fact that you're talking to a national media publication about how you've gotten all this work done and you don't understand why nobody's trying to date you just shows this massive block in your your awareness. Your self-awareness is kind of fucked at that point where you think something that is in your mind what should be right and you don't understand why people aren't reacting the way you want them to well you're kind of an arrogant arrogant fuckbag and uh yeah that maybe that's part of the problem is people don't want to be around you because you're an obnoxious narcissist and guilty of association too because you're hanging around with somebody that has a lot of really creepy grooming behaviors and making tiktoks together and acting like your buddy buddy and besties and you know fucking do better. If you want people to be trying to date you as your newfound true self and you think you're hot shit, maybe try getting a personality to match what you're going for on the outside because at the end of the day, looks fade whether they're bought or natural. At the end of the day, the whole casing really doesn't matter that much in terms of long-term relationships, in terms of finding that person that you want to be with. Unless you're going to find another shallow narcissist and those things never last because it can't always be about you. So your options are you find something that is like the ultra simp 
who is going to just throw everything you want at you to provide for your happiness, which is probably what this person is looking for, because that's the kind of person that ultra narcissists need in their lives, because that's the only way they get validation is to constantly have other people telling them about how fantastic they are and how perfect they are. Or, you know, maybe kind of adult up and learn how to be a decent human being and actually be somebody that's worth being around where your entire personality isn't defined by one very superficial, shallow thing. You know, maybe try and be somebody that's worthwhile for someone to invest a relationship in. But, you know, that's just my two pennies. I'm sure this will never get to the ears of the people who need to hear it. But that also is kind of buffered by the fact that I think anyone who's claimed to fame as being a social media influencer is basically a boil on the ass of society and more or less a waste of flesh. So realistically, I don't expect that sort of character development out of any of these fucks. And honestly, to be fair, this person didn't really do anything besides being an utterly ridiculous social media influencer who doesn't understand why the world's not falling at their feet now that they are their own mental image of what they should ideally be as a human being. Like I said, the 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 kind of the, de- the the depth of character and you know self reflection that it would take to f- remedy what I find wrong with this individual will probably always be on be beyond their grasps. And in the interest of keeping things fair and balanced, so I don't feel like I'm harping on one particular subset of our society, which in some ways I kind of could be interpreted as that. No, my and that's not a whole subset of the society I have a problem with. It's two specific fucking individuals, one narcissistic asshole and one creepy groomer. But just to balance things out a little bit for my own personal uh, karmic balance, something else that I've noticed an uptick in again recently of teachers banging students um, in heteronormative, well, not normative, but heterosexual relationships where there's been a few going on. A um, National City Teacher, California, uh, Teacher of the Year, uh, 2022 Teacher of the Year, is accused of having an inappropriate relationship with a 13-year-old former student uh, in, uh, let's see, Lincoln Acres Elementary, National City, uh, was arrested for having an inappropriate relationship with a 13-year-old student. So this woman, 34-year-old lady, what the fuck, banging a 13-year-old. And then we've got a, let's see, Franklin High School misconduct with a minor uh, this week. A teacher who's pled guilt, he's pled not guilty for two first degree counts of sexual misconduct with a minor. Um, not quite as, well, no, it's still every bit as fucking wrong, but at least this one was 16. So it wasn't a complete child, but this was a uh, ongoing sexual relationship with a 16 year old student. Uh, this was a 34 year or 32 year old man sleeping with a 16 year old girl. So literally half his fucking age. Again, creepy fucker. You are also a terrible person. Um, obviously, since it's a minor, the victim information isn't released. But the teacher is Pawaris. I, I can't say this guy's fucking name. But yeah, he's uh, he's on the rack for being a shitty human being and taking advantage of a teenage girl. And then we got another one uh, that just came up today out of Riverview, Florida. A 22-year-old teacher allegedly engaging in a romantic relationship with a minor student. Uh, The little blurb I read about it didn't say what age this student was, but somewhere in the somewhere grades 9 through 12 at a uh, Winthrop College Preparatory Academy, a charter high school. 
So um, she's 22 and was apparently also banging a high school kid. So uh, seriously, what the fuck's going on? Do better, people. There's no reason to be banging children. Particularly, I mean, if you're in your early 20s and you somehow got it in your head that you need to be hooking up with high school kids. Remember when you were in high school and you were looking at the 20-something-year-olds that were still hanging around the parking lot and they were a bunch of losers? Yeah, now you're the fucking loser. So, yes, hetero people, be better. Non-hetero people, be better. Anybody that's out there fucking around with kids, what is wrong with you? Get your fucking head right. Get straightened out. These people all need to be fucking held accountable for the bullshit they're doing and stop it. It's just wrong. There's no good logical reason behind this. There's nothing you could have in common with these kids. There's not some deep, meaningful bond with a child and an adult other than a parent child relationship or like teacher mentor. But as soon as you start bringing, you know, sticky acts into it, you're a piece of shit and you need to be dealt with. Yeah. I'm not going to harp on this dumb shit anymore. So I guess I'm going to button it up and thanks for listening for now. That's what I had to say. Thanks for listening to another episode, guys. If you liked what you heard, leave a comment, leave a review, leave a rating. Go to IHadToSayItPodcast.com, sign up for the mailing list, interact with the show. Click the links, sign up for the Patreon, join the Discord, come and interact, be a part of the show, buy the merch, support your favorite creator, or support me. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Till next time.